Welcome to Minimalish. I'm your host, Desiree, and this is a podcast about minimalism, sort of. It's a podcast about how living with less stuff and less distractions can help us focus on what's most important. So what you'll find here, of course, we will talk to cluttering and living with less, but we'll also talk about the important things in life and how to approach them intentionally. We'll approach topics of motherhood, home life, relationships, work, our health, and the important things in general that fill up our days. And what you won't find here, a perfectionist version of minimalism. I'm a mom, a full-time teacher, and a podcaster, and I've found the version of minimalism that you may find on Instagram or Pinterest to be unattainable. We aren't minimalism purists here. We're simply focused on living with less in a way that's realistic to us. It's a version of minimalism I personally like to call minimal-ish. The goal is not living with less for the sake of less here, or to make sure our homes make us look like a minimalist. The goal is living with less in a real way so that we can have more time and space and energy to focus on what matters most. I'm so glad you're here. Let's dive into this week's episode. Welcome back to Minimalish. I am excited to be talking to you solo again today. Something I typically do every other week, twice or so a month. I am deciding to do more often in October, mostly because when I was thinking of my second solo episode of the month and when I was kind of writing the script for it, brainstorming it, I realized it really fits into two different episodes. So I decided I'm going to do at least three solo episodes, one after another. And yes, we will get back to more of a rotation. We will get back to guest episodes as well. But I realized that every time I have a solo episode, I kind of hesitate. I kind of dread it because it's outside of my comfort zone, even though I've been doing this for almost four years actually more than four years. I don't know how long. It is outside of my comfort zone because it's vulnerable. I am sharing my thoughts with you. And a lot of times I am very real on here and I share more vulnerable thoughts. So I just thought to myself, well, you know what? Since I have more to share this month, I am just going to jump in and do more solo episodes. And I know that the topic I'm about to cover over these next two weeks is one that resonates with a lot of us. We're going to talk about decluttering with our kids. Specifically, I'm going to share what I've learned while decluttering with my daughter. And I've gotten this question a lot of just like, how do I declutter with my kid who is resistant to get rid of stuff? And let me tell you, that is my five-year-old to a T. Before we get there, because that's what we're going to talk about next week. This week, I want to challenge you with this kind of conviction I've been having about minimalism with kids that I think is going to help us get into a good place for next week's discussion on decluttering with kids. A thought kind of popped into my head the other day, kind of a question. Is our pursuit of minimalism as parents selfish? I've seen this discussed before. If we are decluttering our kids' things, is that selfish? If we are trying to have a certain aesthetic in our homes and not allowing our kids to feel like it's their home too or, you know, make it their own space. Is that selfish? This is a discussion that I've seen like on different Facebook groups that I'm in that deal with minimalism. And so I started to think about like my own home and just the things that I have desired in the past and how I've let go of a lot of those things. Like my front of my fridge being cleared off. I really desired that for a long time. And then I started to kind of let go of it because my daughter really loved magnets and hanging her things on there. And 
I just feel like this internal pull in me, this internal kind of fight of like the minimalist aesthetic and actually being a parent. Like, can they go together? Maybe. Is it going to work for me and my family? Maybe, maybe not. So is our pursuit of minimalism as parents selfish? And I think the answer to that is it depends. It depends on how we're approaching it. It depends on how far we're trying to take it. It depends on our specific family. And every family is different. And I don't want this to be like a controversial discussion. Like you get to decide if your pursuit of minimalism is selfish or not. The thoughts I'm bringing you today are my convictions. Mostly because it, for me, it has felt like a battle of like, my house looks like a five-year-old lives here and it looks messy a lot of times. And there's artwork on the countertop that is drying that like, what do I do with it after it's dry? And do I let her keep it? And do I let her keep all of her things that she loves? And, you know, people bring her gifts and grandparents give us stuff. And, and what do we do about all of this? Because if we have all of this in our homes, it doesn't look minimalist. It doesn't feel minimalist in some rooms of my house. And sometimes I battle with that. Like, does it actually matter? I wanna take a quick break to thank the sponsors that are making today's episode possible. Cozy Earth has quickly become one of my favorite brands. Their sheets give me some of the most comfortable sleep in my life. And now they're making extremely cozy loungewear as well. Cozy Earth has developed and crafted high quality goods with responsibly and sustainably sourced materials from the earth. Their women's loungewear is crafted from the same breathable and luxurious material as their bedding. Plus, Cozy Earth has even been featured on Oprah's favorites list for four years in a row, and they have a 10-year warranty on all of their products. Cozy Earth sheets are softer than cotton and made from soft and sustainable viscous from bamboo fabrics, which also makes them temperature regulating. I can tend to be a really hot sleeper, and my husband is even more so, so these sheets are are really keeping us cool, not waking up in a puddle of our sweat, and they offer a 100-night sleep test, which means you can try these sheets for 100 nights, and if you don't love them, you can send them back for a full refund. Trust me, you'll be keeping these sheets, but it's nice to have that assurance there. Cozy Earth provided an exclusive offer for my listeners today, and that's 35% off site-wide when you use code MINIMALISH. If you want the coziest bedding, bath, and apparel, go to CozyEarth.com, use MINIMALISH for 35% off. I also want to thank Aspiration. When it comes to saving the planet, there's no neutrality. If you keep your money in most standard bank accounts, they're lending your deposits out to fund oil and coal. Switch to the planet side and get Aspiration. Aspiration is a climate-friendly alternative to big banks. You can get an account and debit card that's built to help your wallet and the planet. Moving $1,000 to an Aspiration Plus account has the same impact as driving 6,000 miles less. Plus, you can earn up to 71 times as much interest than at your old bank. And it lets you plant a tree by rounding up every swipe of your debit card. They've funded the planting of over 100 million trees. Taking care of our earth is important. It does so much for us. And I love how easy Aspiration makes it for me to help fight climate change. Best of all, there's no credit check, no overdraft fees, and with Aspiration, you just pay what you think is fair, even if that's zero. Make your dollars make a difference. Open an Aspiration account at aspiration.com slash debit and move your money out of fossil fuels. Help the planet with your Aspiration debit card. Open your account at aspiration.com slash debit today. Aspiration.com slash debit. Terms and conditions apply. If you don't have this thought or this conviction... Like, if you don't have this internal battle, I don't want to bring it upon you. 
Okay, so if things are going well in your house, this is not a battle for you. You can keep listening, but I don't want you to like take on my own convictions, if that makes sense. This is specific to my kid and how she operates, but more than anything, I hope that my reflection here will help you maybe feel the freedom of letting things letting things go a little. When I think about what I'd like my home to look like, everything has a place. Things are picked up perfectly by the end of the day, even right after they are used, they're picked up and put away. And I'm going to be honest and say that I don't even operate that way. But that is the picture in my head of like what I think minimalism is supposed to look like in my home and what I'm supposed to have my home look like as a person who talks about minimalism. I wouldn't really call myself a minimalist because I really consider myself more minimal-ish, but I talk about minimalism, so my home should be like that, right? I start to feel like, you know, why? Why can't my home just be this, you know, aesthetic look? And why can't messes be picked up after they're made? And why doesn't everything have a place at all times? When I feel that way, I know that I have room to grow in those areas. And with a five-year-old, with a baby now too, it's very imperfect. As I was cleaning up my kitchen, I looked at a pile of my five-year-old's art that she intends to give to family members. And I thought about how she might possibly forget about that art. And it will probably sit on our counter for days. When I had that thought, I wanted to then trash the art pile. (laughs) But I realized that what I sometimes see as clutter, she views as important. She's five and she's constantly making things. And I haven't found a system for all of these random things, these crafts or tiny items that come into our home, I haven't found a place to put them all. I recently did get Gemma a pretty large like underbed tote and called it her treasure box. So that is kind of my attempt at finding that system. But if I was to have this minimalist home that I picture in my mind where everything has a place and everything is picked up and put away as soon as possible and everything looks very minimal at all times. Lots of things that are important to my five-year-old probably wouldn't make the cut. These things end up sprinkled around my home. They are the things that most of us would call clutter. But more and more, I find myself letting those things live here till it's clear to me that they are no longer important to her. Sometimes that involves me asking her. Sometimes it is the fact that they've been like ripped and torn and kind of broken and they just need trashed. Because here's the thing, this pile of art that's intended for a family member, if it doesn't get to them because she forgets about it, it will be less important to her in a couple of weeks because at that point she will have forgotten about it and maybe made new things for the same person. A McDonald's toy will probably be less important to her in a month. And I used to want to get rid of what I saw as clutter right away or just not let them in my house in general, like the McDonald's toy, like stay in the car or hopefully she doesn't even realize if I just trash it right away. But as she's gotten older, I realize that this has felt like a selfish mindset because I am not the only one who lives here in this house. And I'm learning that I need to put importance on what is important to her. I don't want my 
false need because I really don't need it. But like in the back of my mind, I feel like my house should look a certain way. I don't want that to get in the way of my daughter and I's relationship. And maybe I'm putting more weight on this all than I should, but I really do think if I just continue to throw away her stuff without asking her, even if it's just a pile of art that is never going to get to that family member, that's going to make her upset. That's going to make her feel hurt. And I'm not saying if we do get rid of our kids' stuff, we're like messing them up or ruining our relationship, but it's just something that I have felt convicted by and that I think is going to be important for myself my household, and my specific child. So if this is true, are we doomed to live in a cluttered home since I need to put importance on the things that are important to my child, like her stuff? And I think the answer is no. We're not doomed to live in a cluttered home. But in my home, not everything is going to have a perfect space all the time. Surely not everything will be immediately put away, Lots of play and creating happens here all the time. But what I can do is gently teach her how to let go of things. I could just throw away what I deem as unimportant and push my own minimalist and aesthetic agenda on my kids. Or I could declutter with her and invite her in to the process. Whenever her things get overwhelming, I could guide her into learning how to let go of things. I'm going to talk about this more next week and what I've learned by decluttering with my daughter because I really do think I've learned a lot and I've had a lot of success in her letting go of things and I don't feel like I've pushed my agenda on her at all in that process. I kind of will preview it here for you. So when I do guide her into cluttering her things, when her room gets overwhelming, when she doesn't even want to be in it because it's such a mess, I say things like, we have a lot of Barbies. They don't all fit anymore in the space that we have for them. Are there some that you don't play with? Are there some that we could get rid of so that you could see and know what you have? And whatever her answer is, I respect that. I respect the no and the yes. It is her stuff. It is her room. And yes, she's five and she needs my direction. I fully understand that. It's her room, but if she'd have it her way, she'd have like all the things and have it piled high with toys, right? But she also has her own thoughts and opinions and she does put value on her stuff. So I'm learning that the aesthetic that I think I should have in my home, a home that's owned by someone that considers themselves minimalish, is maybe a little selfish in this season. And I'm not trying to call myself selfish or be mean to myself about it. I'm just trying to kind of shift my expectations because my expectations aren't really serving me. They aren't really serving my family. I'm just learning that I can still have a mostly peaceful space, even if there's a bin of random odds and ends in the corner. This is just a season. So kind of a disclaimer or, you know, a follow-up. There's a fine line to toe between keeping all the things, allowing the chaos for the sake of allowing our kids to keep everything that they think they want, right? There's a line between that and decluttering everything. And there's kind of this gray space where we can let go of this unrealistic picture of our home that we wish we could have, but just doesn't fit our season, doesn't fit our family right now. And in this gray space, we can still find peace. It's just... 
something to consider of like what that piece, what that less cluttered space can and will look like in the context of you and your family and your season right now. But it's important to think about because I think we all kind of have this picture of this ideal version of our homes in our minds, especially when we dive into this world of minimalism and we try to strive for that and that picture, like often our homes are never measuring up to that picture, right? And then we get frustrated and then we feel bad about ourselves and then we feel frustrated with our families. So we have to decide like what is actually realistic? What could we actually work towards without hurting others' feelings and throwing others' stuff away and actually still improving our homes and providing a peaceful space, not just for us, but also for our families. So I want to leave you with a couple of questions that we can ask ourselves to decide what could minimalism look like in a way that serves our families. As a person who is four years into this, I am still asking myself this question because I started this with like a five-month-old and now she's five years old. So a question to ask now and a question to come back to to kind of shift this perfect picture of minimalism that we'd love our house to look like in our minds to a more realistic one, to make sure minimalism is not becoming some kind of selfish aesthetic pursuit, but actually something that will benefit us and our family. The first question is coming back to our why, and that is kind of just what is the purpose? What is the purpose of minimalism for you and your family? So think about it. Why? Why are you pursuing it? Is it for an aesthetic look? Is it for more peace, for less time cleaning stuff up? How could we shift what we expect out of our family, out of our house, out of the amount of stuff that we think we should have or think we shouldn't have? How can we make it realistic? What is the real reason we're pursuing this? And can that why, can that reason be reached without perfection, without stepping on any toes of our family members? So think about that. And then my second question is, how do our kids' stuff fit into that purpose? And if you have a spouse that's not on board with minimalism either, you can kind of add them into that question too. How does our spouse's stuff fit into that purpose? The thing is, like with our spouses, I don't think that we have any right to let go of their stuff. With our kids, depending on their age, that's much more gray area, right? We have to guide them. If they're even smaller, if they're toddlers, like, they're not going to declutter their own stuff, so we have to do it, right? So how does our kids' stuff fit into that purpose? How does our kids' stuff fit into that why for minimalism? We want a peaceful space for our families. Maybe that's a why. We want less time spent cleaning stuff up. Okay, well, what does that mean for our kids' stuff, realistically? Is a peaceful home going to be a home where our kids are constantly feeling hurt because we're letting go of their stuff? No, and I'm not saying anyone's doing that, but I know I had to kind of put myself in my place about that. So maybe it's something you've struggled with as well. That's not going to make for a peaceful home. It might make for a more aesthetically pleasing one. It's not going to be peaceful. When your kid is five like mine, we are kind of right on the line of figuring this all out because they're at that age of really having lots of opinions and putting value and caring about their stuff. The last question is, do the aesthetics of minimalism really matter to you? And that's a yes or no question. No judgment either way. That is yours to answer. 
We all know that staying hydrated is one of the keys to better health. It can be harder than it sounds, and not every product that promises hydration is healthy. I am so grateful that I tried Mixups. Their supplements use clinically studied ingredients and dosages, and they're easy to use every day. They have a Gambrew energy drink, which helps support your mind and energy without added caffeine or stimulants. They have the one-shot water amplifier, which provides three grams of fiber, electrolytes, and an immunity boost blend and little sh exclamation mark ts is a special blend of fiber and magnesium to support digestion and motility my favorite is the one shot water amplifier sometimes i even split up the packet i have half in the morning in a smaller cup of water and then i use half a packet as my nightcap at the end of the night i have really enjoyed how it has made me feel more hydrated i really need it right now with breastfeeding so let's be clear Mixups helps you feel your best and pee your best. Right now, my listeners can get 20% off your first purchase, but only when you go to mixups.com slash minimalish. That's M-I-X-S-U-P-P-S dot com slash minimalish. Don't wait. Get 20% off today at mixups.com slash minimalish. I want to thank Indeed. You know there's a fantastic person out there who will improve your business. The trick is just to find them. For a hiring partner that helps you reach new heights, you need Indeed. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Don't spend hours on multiple job sites looking for candidates with the right skills when you can do it all with Indeed. Find top talent fast with Indeed's suite of powerful hiring tools like Indeed Instant Match, assessments, and virtual interviews. Something I love about Indeed is their virtual interview process. Indeed makes it easy to connect with your applicants. No need to install anything extra. Indeed's virtual interview tool works from your browser. Most employers said it saved them days of hiring time. Join over 3 million businesses worldwide using Indeed to hire great talent fast. When you sponsor a job, you only pay for the quality applications from resumes in our database matching your job description. Visit indeed.com slash minimalish to start hiring now. Just go to indeed.com slash minimalish. Indeed.com slash minimalish. Terms and conditions apply. Cost per application pricing not available for everyone. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Maybe a more important question is, are the aesthetics of minimalism, are the aesthetics of having like a perfectly uncluttered home, are they important in your current season? Are they realistic in your current season? And then I just encourage you to kind of think about it a little bit more, brainstorm it a little bit more of what is a realistic expectation for your home in this season? For mine, I know that I cannot be like taking nap time to reset my entire home, to pick up all the toys. I know I'm not going to be throwing away every piece of art as soon as it's made or throwing away every single preschool thing as soon as it's made. My daughter just said to me today, can I start hanging my preschool stuff on my door? So I know that these things are not going to easily flow in and out of my house. I know that's just what my season looks like right now. So I have to kind of readjust this picture of what is realistic for an uncluttered home in my season. Maybe if someone else walked in here, they wouldn't think of it as uncluttered. But maybe that's just what uncluttered looks like in this season. I hope that this episode helped you reflect on your season and what minimalism could look like in your season to provide peace in your home aesthetically, but also peace relationally with you and your kids. And of course, with anyone else who lives in your home as well. Because when it comes down to it, we can declutter, but we don't have control over everyone in our house. 
And we shouldn't, right? They are their own person. So we can only take this pursuit maybe to our own stuff or to like neutral stuff in the home. And then after that point, we have to work with our family members and we have to be unselfish about this image that we wish we could have, this beautiful, promised, like completely uncluttered, tidy home that minimalism on Instagram promises. We have to realize that that might not be realistic for us. That might not be realistic in our season. If this episode was helpful to you to reflect on this along with me, could you share it with a friend or share it on Instagram? I'm so grateful for you every time you do that. As I say every week, thank you for inviting others into this community and for inviting others to listen in. I'm so grateful for you for being here and for reflecting with me today. Next week, I'm going to be talking about more practically, like what are some practical lessons I've learned in decluttering with a five-year-old. I kind of started it when she was four. Um, I'll talk about what it looked like when she was a toddler versus what it looks like now and give you some steps that I take to declutter her stuff with her. So that is what's coming up, and I will talk to you right back here again next week. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.